Hey, it's Dan Harmon from Harmontown. I want to tell you about an exciting new podcast coming to Feral Audio called Launch Left. Rain, Phoenix, and Moon Zappa are going to interview extraordinary minds, mavericks, and pioneers in their fields. This season, Launch Left is going to celebrate nonconformists like Michael Stipe, Shepard Ferry, Spike Jones, Mario Batali, and many others. And those guests are also going to spotlight their favorite left-of-center emerging artists. So listen and subscribe now at feralaudio.com slash left, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do it however you want, man. That's the nonconformist part. Hello out there. This is Pudge. I'm not going to tell you my last name. It's a secret. <laughs> but uh, buddies of mine, my son here, I'm uh, backing them all the way on uh, Please Be My Girlfriend. So I want everybody out there that could listen to it, and I'd really be appreciative. Relationship and it ends, and then afterwards you're like, "What the hell was I still doing there?" Oh my, are you like kidding? you have this mindset of like, I knew, I knew I wasn't happy for a long time. Yeah, and you're just still like pushing I think the that's envelope. Every, man. But every single person who's ever been in a relationship has probably I, felt yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Worst thing is that next weekend you gotta have a few beers. We're right back knocking on that door. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta try yeah. it one more time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's the truth. That's so funny. I want to know if yeah. that's. I mean, have you? Yeah, have you been beckoned by a girl before after a breakup? That's happened to me before. Where I was like, "Whoa, this is surprising." Mm-hmm. But I think you know sometimes girls feel like more comfortable, you know, because they know you, you know, and even though you were a dick or whatever, and it didn't <laughs> right. work out. They still <laughs> trust you a little bit in their bed. Now, they probably get thinking about some of their old boyfriends. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, he, he wasn't that bad guy. You know what I mean? This other guy here is a real dick. Uh, well, welcome to Please Be My Girlfriend. Welcome to Please Be My Girlfriend. I'm David Harris. I'm Roman Presnell, and we have Pudge Presnell with us on the program today. The day has finally come. <laughs> the the long-awaited <laughs> life in Boone, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this man. <laughs> We promised you uh, listeners the father, <laughs> the sire. This is a pattern familiar. <laughs> of Roman himself, and he is here. We in have really been, and it has been a wild time so far. Ooh, do tell. We've been, uh, yesterday was crazy, man. I was at work, and uh, they missed their flight coming in. And uh, I guess they didn't so much miss it as much as. Uh, yeah. We got screwed out of it. <laughs> As uh, <laughs> traded out for a hand job at the airport. <laughs> wow. For a kiosk? For that? Say, like I said before, I didn't get no sugar with it, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you got fucked out of a flight. I had to uh, work so- at 5.45, so they were supposed to land at 2.30. Ended up not landing until about 5.30, so I couldn't come pick them up. Oh, had to go into so, work. Yeah, because my boss wouldn't let me off. Which was like ridiculous, and it was just hellacious night last night. Work was crazy. We had the thing. Let me tell you, listeners, you should know this, and I may have even brought this up before. But if a restaurant is going to close within the next thirty minutes, you have no business being in there at all. And don't give me that like shameful look. And I hate when you give us your stories and your excuses. Like, 
you know, I just had to drop the kids off, and uh, you know, I I I don't normally come in like this, you know, but can I still get a burrito? And I'm like, you're still every much as bit of an asshole because you still chose to come in here while we're trying to obviously close down the place. So. No excuses, man. Don't go to a restaurant within 30 minutes of it closing. Just don't do it. I'll tell you, if I see any action of them closing, like if I'm walking by and I can tell somebody's spraying down the make table or like sweeping, Mm -hmm. I'm like, they are not going to be appreciative of an order. This is done. I'm one of those, uh, I guess you'd call me the asshole a bunch in because I like to sort of uh, do that to people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I like like to go right at closing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I figure they close at 10, at one minute 10, should be able to get anything on me. Yeah, that's before I mean, 10. They're not closed yet, that's right? That's 9.59. Yeah, they're not closed yet, right? They're not. Yeah. Don't be they're sweeping around my feet. You know, I don't dust on my food. Oh, yeah. If I do, I'll drop it on the floor first before I eat it. You kind of said, I'm sorry, did, do you close at 10 yeah. or do you close like when you feel like yeah. it? If you don't want them here at 5 till, put that on know. the sign. And, and they'll yeah. make it. Exactly. They'll hate it, but you know what? Every restaurant and, you know, as much as I'm like, you shouldn't go into it, that's a common courtesy thing. But realistically, if you come in there at nine fifty nine and I close at ten, I'm going to make your food. I may not be happy about it, but I'm not going to sit there and not do it or bitch about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. sit there and grumble. Yeah, <laughs> we had a thing. This asshole. We were all going to get home fifteen minutes earlier. <laughs> yeah, not now. The way I see it too. You know, if I'm just cruising around and I see that's going on, I go do that just to just to fuck with somebody. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, I know they're probably going to do something with my food. I'm going to eat food anyway. Yeah, I'm just never fucking with them. Yeah. <laughs> just, say, and I'll tell them, I said, look here, I, to prevent this again, I would have somebody outside the door monitoring the streets for me about a quarter till. <laughs> you see me come and lock the door, okay? <laughs> uh, by the way, let me preface this. My dad's a great joke teller, by the way. All my best ones have come from here all the time. Yeah, that's some guys I'm working with right now. You know, they want to do some recordings of me, just my jokes and stuff, because this one guy in particular, he's worked with me probably about three months now, and he said, you know, <clears throat> he said, this is the first job I've had I look forward to coming to. But only the days I work with you. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, you know, he said, you've never failed to amaze me by telling at least three or four good jokes every day and never repeat one. <laughs> nice. I told him, I said, I'm not one of these repeaters. You know? I'm not going to go through and just bore you to death that one joke. I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I hate that. switch it up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, all, it's all about mixing it up a little bit. But anyway, the one I was telling Roman earlier is, uh, what do you call a woman that has just lost 95% of her brain power? Oh, man. You call her divorced. <laughs> oh, do you hear that, female listeners? That goes out to all my wives. <laughs> oh, man. The subscribers are going through the roof. <laughs> yeah, I've been happily married about three times. You know, I can't wait to see what the next two look like. Oh, man. Five marriage. Uh, I actually believe in the five marriage lifestyle where you have just... Just have like short term marriages with terms that you decide ahead of time, like a three year marriage, like a warranty. Exactly, that's what I think. It should be a contract, five year contract. Yeah. Three to five, whatever y'all agree upon. She's not going to agree upon it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you were sold me on it, and then you just sold me on the opposition. She's not going to agree upon it, but it's just the judge was just have to say, look, ma'am, you have to do this. You know, Some women, like, there's this, there's this one 
what female author who wrote this book about the three different marriage marriages you should have in your life like your early 20s your mid your birthing years and your retirement years something like that she's like you should have a different husband for each one yeah. i agreed with her yeah i don't see the downside really i, I mean yeah sounds some like people a are better situation. suited for different stages yeah. Yeah, yeah and we don't have to get divorced you know i felt like i've always been born to be a mormon anyway you're born to be a Mormon? Yeah, oh, to have lots of wives. Yeah. Well, you know, because I had one you of them complaining. Yeah, one of them kept complaining about me all the time leaving her home alone. You know, if I had an extra wife, she could stay there with her. You know, but you, know <laughs> Pudge, you have to you have to adopt a lot of other things though. In addition, I mean, you get other wives, but you have to give up caffeine and and I don't drink alcohol. Anyway. Wow. I, quit, I quit drinking about fifteen years ago. That's well, you are Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> You're joking. Uh, anyway. I'm more man than a lot of them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Unreal, <laughs> Robin Williams. Oh my God! Yeah, it is. We're from North Carolina. Yeah, we don't walk up and stick it in. We stick it in and walk up. <laughs> Get in and walk up, man. So how? Uh, oh man. So let's see. What we should ask? Uh, what are you up to these days? Uh, business wise, or just living? I'd say whatever you would prefer. Business wise, doing pretty good. Got my own restaurant going down and everything. Oh, Little cool. Convenience store and all that. Doing pretty good. Every day I get up, it's a day I'm blessed. You know what I mean? That's a great attitude. I believe in the Lord and all that. I believe, you know, He put us on here to have a little fun, too, though. Yeah. yeah I try to live the best I can to that ability and keep it clean as I can. That's, <laughs> yeah. Man gets a little dirty now and then, but. Yeah. <laughs> that's about like his shoes, you know what I mean? They get a little dirty now and then, so. And that's a that's very always, poetic you know, part of living. I've always had the exact same philosophy, too. I guess, obviously, you know, it runs in the family. But that's when I always talk to people and they ask me if I was a Christian. I'd be like, yeah, I'm just really bad at it. But I think that's the <laughs> point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's the then, point. Yeah. yeah, well, that's like the whole point. Otherwise, well, you know, well, right, I was like, uh, Jesus came back and died for your sins. Well, he would have wasted his time <laughs> if I didn't ever sin. You know, I got to fucking get out there and get rowdy on it. While well, <laughs> we're on the subject, I got to get a little joke. I told the preacher here the other day. He thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> We were sitting there at the store, and he came in. We were talking everything, you know. And I said, uh, "You know, I got a little joke I want to tell you." He said, "Okay, go ahead." I said, I had "This new preacher come into town, and uh, he wanted uh, sort of figure out how he's going to get to know everybody real good." So he said, "I." Right. He said, "Today, I know I'm a new preacher and all." He said, uh, "I want the whole congregation to stand up." He said, "All of y'all that think you've been living good to sit on the right side of the church. All y'all that think you're sinners, sit on the left side of the church." So he sat back down, they all shuffled around there for about 10 minutes and everything, and uh, he stood back up after they all got seated, and he looked out there, and there's this one guy standing in the middle of the aisle right there, just looking at him, you know, confused and all, and he said, uh, he said, son, he said, uh, do you not know uh, how you feel? He said, well, he said, I'm not real sure. He said, well, he said, what have you been craving lately? The guy said, well, I've been craving fried chicken and married women. He said, well, son, come on up here beside me. You've been called to preach. <laughs> Fried chicken and married women. Man. Because you hear those stories all the time about southern preachers, you know. Yeah, going around. Well, fried chicken, they love rehabilitating them married women. Oh, man. <laughs> Rehabilitate all that. Um, well, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hendricks, she's going to need about another two hours of rehabilitation. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe one night over the house. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> find something to do on the farm. So uh, I guess I just wanted to talk about this very briefly just because I had an interesting conversation last night uh, with Luke Eggers, good friend of mine. Uh, 
uh, back home. And I guess, um, did you guys hear about this uh, Colorado Batman screening? Yeah. Down? Uh, so because of you, you heard I heard this? about uh, it. There was a, uh, last night, a midnight showing of Dark Knight Returns in Colorado, a man dressed in some kind of bizarre gear opened fire in the theater and ended up killing at least 14 people and 36 people were injured yeah and uh i was talking to my friend luke eggers about it because for some reason i was just strangely more affected by this particular incident than even like virginia tech or uh, no it's, it's all these other things really in the past up. yeah because it was such a pure celebration is what people were at when this happened and uh it really affected me, but Luke was just, I was like, did you hear about this? And he's like, yeah, and I hate people like that, and I hate that guy when a bunch of people are just trying to have fun, and some dude comes there trying to make some kind of damn point, mm-hmm. and nobody even knows what the hell he's talking about. But the thing I really liked was Luke was like, I have no sympathy for that damn guy at all, and that's my post-9-11 reaction to shit like this. I'm just over it. Yeah. I'm over having... Well, sensitivity it's, towards the it's like damn him forget him and I, you know i really felt that same way about it like you called him when you said like this man but he he is a boy he's 24 and he's like a piece of shit i'm sorry yeah. i shouldn't but like, i haven't heard about the suspect yet. Uh, okay well they're like i feel like all these shooters are like in t- like young 20s like they're just these like boys who haven't dealt with you know getting dumped yet yeah or anything anything at all, really. or getting rejected and they do this really selfish thing. Mm-hmm. They said one of the victims was as young as like three months old or something. Oh, he opened fire. He shot 70 people. 70 different people that were shot. so outrageous. Yeah, 14. And to me, yeah. it's more of a jealousy thing, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jealous of what everybody else has that he don't. And right. Just basically, he hadn't got after and tried to accomplish none of it, you know? Yeah, you that's his accomplishment. You can have what you want if you try hard. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. And me this, too. Because I've come from, from some low holes and climbed back up and... Did what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely... I've, I've been in a lot of trouble. Had a little jail time, stuff like that. And uh, doing good now, you know. Yeah. Satisfied, satisfied with what I've got and never done anything that I ever regretted. That's good to say. Yeah, you know, my yeah. dad was a big inspiration to me even moving out to California because it just showed me, like, sort of there was never... I was sort of feeling like I might have, you know, passed my time. And it's like, oh, I'm turning 30, you know, I should have moved out there years ago. And But, you know, I came out and, like, things have been great. And, like, that's all I feel like inspired by saying, you know, my dad, like, just decide, you know, I may be in a bad place right now, but forget it. It's never too late to fix it. And that made me think the same thing. Like, it's never too late to get on track and do what you want to do. That's it anytime, anytime. So. Just like uh – I'll tell you right up, you know, my jail experience and stuff is all from drugs. I've never done any bodily harm to anybody, never stole anything. I firmly am against all that. I've never touched, I've been married three times, never laid a hand on any of my wives or anything like that, you know. Yeah. I don't believe in that stuff. Though I've threatened uh, my girlfriend here lately because she's sort of mouthy, but I've never (laughs) done it. Well, it's interesting that you brought up, I mean, like a lot of people, and probably myself included, think that. You know, drug crimes are kind of bullshit. Yeah, um, and that uh, it's not it's not a crime if you don't have a law against it. You know, mm-hmm. and well, the thing it- there with me on the drugs part is if you're not selling it and you're not distributing it to young kids and stuff, you're just because the only thing I was doing, I was just doing my own bodily harm. You know what I mean? Yeah, damaging myself. That's all I was doing. Mm-hmm. That should I don't see where that should be all that illegal because if I'm not going out in the street and trying to advertise it to everybody else and all that. I just sort of basically got caught with what yeah. I had in my, in my and the hands. the privacy you know? of your own yeah. home and stuff, a man ought to be able to 
Yeah. yeah. As long as he's not, you know, getting in the way of free will of anybody, other people or endangering anybody. It's weird when you look at the history of drug laws. Most of them were really, like, politicized. Mm-hmm. Like, it was to, like arrest blacks or like like they're really specific (laughs) reasons why they started having them but um i'm kind of under the impression that you you know a lot of things in society that you might not want doesn't mean you should create crimes uh, and make crimes against them because then it produces a lot of criminals yeah completely that's like the drugs the selling part you know the uh selling part like i sold some pot to some kids in high school but I was in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you were like a cool guy. I was guy. a 10th grader, you know what I mean? Man. <laughs> I didn't say nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. you were just, you're the cog of making it, gears work in high school. Yeah. That was a necessary part. Yeah, you know, but you know, some, if you get out here and you're an older adult, you know, and you're doing something like that, you know, it's a different story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, back then, so. when I grew up and all, that's just the way it was. I was just saying life. Mm. Even now, though, I imagine kids these days, they probably have so much pot already by themselves, and some older guy comes by trying to sell them weed, and they're yeah. like, get out of here, you creep. Yeah, these days. And it's they like, probably got some good weed, too. Yeah, they probably <laughs> have good weed. Yeah. <clears throat> That's one thing that I definitely feel like has really changed is like the whole weed culture as, you know, time has progressed and gone on. Like, seems like kids now, it's like how when we were in high school, we'd be like, oh, man, like. I had some beers, and, like, you'd get somebody to get you some beers. I feel like every kid, like, every teenager I see, I'm like, oh, well, you smoke weed. Clearly, you're a teenager, right? Like, yeah. Oh, you I would just, just assume it? Yeah, I just feel like most teenagers are smoking weed. I don't know why. I just feel like it's become more acceptable over yeah. time, and I'm just like, well, I'm sure. I mean, he's a teenager. That's probably just what he's doing. <laughs> well, if nothing else, I've experienced from a couple of my friends that's told me about it because uh, – if nothing else is advanced, he said the quality has definitely advanced. <laughs> oh, yeah. We talked about this before, like the different types of strains and just the – yeah, but like you said, the yeah. quality available out here, uh, mm-hmm. you know, California in general. Yeah, California is pretty wild. I've been uh, – I have a friend, a neighbor of mine, uh, who I like to smoke with from time to time, and he is – it's just funny because I forget he's 19. You know, he lives out here uh-huh. and just hangs out, but he's a very old soul. But it's this whole thing that's happened to me many times is it really started me around the age of 26 was once I hit 26 and ever since then, I've forgotten that people can be younger than 26 years old. <laughs> like I just hang out with people and like assume that they're 26 or greater. Yeah. And uh, so I'd been hanging out with this kid for like a week and a half, two weeks, just chilling with him and stuff. And we were talking one night and he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm 19. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Get me out of here. 19? You may, do you know how weird I feel right yeah. now? Oh. Smoking a joint in this alley with a 19-year-old and I'm like 30 years old. Old, like it's oh, so man. ridiculous i've definitely had that experience i know exactly <laughs> yeah. what you mean when you're like you forget that people can be younger mm-hmm. it's oh so my god weird yeah. And like, yeah and you're just like oh my god like, you have this freak out moment and it was even worse because like one of his friends was visiting and he was with his girlfriend and so because i'd assumed he was 26 i said they were all 26 uh-huh. right and they're like i'm 17 and oh, i'm 18 like you everyone is leaving the house <laughs> right now Everyone get out of here. Like, I felt so weird and sketched out by it. Yeah, got to start carding them before they come in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a friend bouncer. That's a, a true thing I need to work on. Um, I want you to bounce. I want you to give a hard time to Alex one day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not so fast, Slick. Hey, Roman. <laughs> 
okay. or my new roommate. That's another uh, fun issue. Oh, you got a new uh, roommate? Yeah, uh, I live in this two bedroom apartment that has this giant closet under the stairs. Oh, you put and a, it's Harry, like a Potter Harry Potter in there? closet. <laughs> And uh, I'd always, and everybody always thought I was joking, but I was, I've been dead serious since day one about subletting this closet out to another person. And luckily enough, I had a buddy uh, at work who, he just like had to get a new place. He was living with his uncle and there was this big fallout and he just like didn't have anywhere to stay. And we negotiated with him and stuff. So I sublet my closet for $300 a month. Holy shit. Knocking $150 off my rent. And we're splitting all the bills three ways instead of two ways now. It's a huge money saver, man. That's how to use your closet. In these oh hard times, God. folks, if you want a real money saving tip that's not something like <clears throat> Listen something up, folks. Like, don't buy gum when you're at the gas station, which uh-huh. is like what CNN or something always give you. And something. don't stop with your closet. If you have ventilation space above your AC unit. <laughs> now you're talking you can air, I like that fresh out. air in my room. <laughs> <laughs> the closet deal, now I think he sh- that guy you're taking advantage of because he should get $25 off for not having a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's humanity. Humani- he does get all the spiders he can eat, so that's oh, a good that's deal. A plus. <laughs> Man, you ought to be a real estate. <laughs> yeah, real good. or PR agent. QCB is a real estate agent, so check this shit out. This kitchen is. Excuse me. <laughs> check this shit out. <laughs> Um, that's amazing. So, like, is there enough space to, for a grown man to lie down? Or do yeah. They have to kind of oh, yeah. Yeah, I was saying it's definitely long. It's probably about it's probably about eight feet, eight ten feet long. Gotcha. And you and can put- about. 24 or 30 inches wide. <laughs> well, so you can, you just sleep in there. You can crawl, go in there yeah, and lay down. You can fit the it. mattress in there, but there's a little room, at, depending on where you put the mattress, where I think you can fit like a, like a little roll desk or something. And like, I want to see him. Hey, hey baby, uh, come on in here. Like, okay, before we go inside, be quiet, be quiet. I'm going to take you under the stairs. <laughs> we don't have a ton of room. And you can't, we can't do like dog, we can't do like cowgirl style. <laughs> if we do, you'll need a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Yeah. The stairs are right there. It's like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm gone. It's got one of those bear light bulbs with a string. Oh that my you God. Pull down. Interrogate somebody or murder <laughs> well, them. Where, uh, if you're going to take her in there uh, and she wants to do it that cowboy way, say, so we'll have to rope you first. <laughs> 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 I roped you going down the hall. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a tough spot where you cannot have a girl over if you've ever been yeah. in that situation. Well, I can't imagine him ever being like, guys, I'm having a girl over clean the house. Because I'd be like, I don't think that's going to help you. <laughs> yeah, totally. So you're out. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I don't think. I think once she gets into your room, as it were, <laughs> and my brother just throwing the brakes living there, I know he's bringing her home. I'm going to sit in the living room till I go in there because he's going to have to undress her out there. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's not enough room. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll charge him 50 bucks to trade rooms for the night. It's not a bad move. Oh, man, you Bring are. Bring the girl back. Okay, 50 bucks. I'll pretend the closet's mine. Uh-huh. And then you, that's, oh, that's a good move. You pretend it's yours. Yeah. And then you could charge like a $25 resheeting fee so that <laughs> like he has to put on a new sheet. You could do all sorts of what shit. What the fuck is this fee? It's hidden cost, man. Yeah, hidden cost. <laughs> toy toy hiding fee. I hid all my toys so that you would look cooler. You could really 
probably set him up too, you know, going there and put plastic on the bed and oil and stuff like that, like that's his room, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He does that on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I think we got an idea for a reality show somewhere in yeah, this. That'd be pretty oh, good. Sure. You pimp out your friend, you make them, you're like the ultimate wingman when they come back. <laughs> yeah. When they come back, you can make, you can give whatever impression you want to to her about how you do his room. Uh huh. And, yeah. and the whole time there's just a, a charge, like a fee. It's just like cha ching, cha ching. It was all the costs, the yeah. costs this guy had. All his friends it. are sponsoring and donating more money. To go <laughs> oh, that's a great yeah. idea. His friends are behind the yeah. scenes. They're come on, help him out. More, help him yeah. out. Ideas and everything. It's like a telethon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this that is a great you, idea. You can even have it when uh, you turn the light on and a big blow up doll drops to the bed and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you can pay me not to. Got my finger on the trigger. We're going to uh, actually not release this podcast until we've talked to some producers about this idea. Oh, yeah. First. Does we it need just... to conceal this. We did, for this whole part, it's just like. Because we had to get Dustin to censor it. It's all in reverse. Like, how stuff is weird, man, especially like when your family's coming to visit. Oh I, yeah! I thought I'd you know picked up pretty good, and once again, that's my that's why I need to stop hanging out with nineteen year olds. <laughs> my buddy Will bought a hookah because we talked about that with Kyle. Like you just somehow end up with a hookah, especially in your younger years. It's just like a an experience everybody has. So he brought it over one night and we smoked it, and he didn't want to break it down. He has this weird like Craigslist roommate situation that's going on. So I just kept the hookah at my house. Right. And so when I was picking stuff up, I forgot I was next to the TV. So my dad brought my dad and uh, my sister and her friend uh, in today. And uh, my sister and her friend are both 14 years old. And so I'm like, yeah, we'll go in the room, try to find a hotel. And they're standing there. Then when I was stand, like at the computer, I looked over and realized that hookah was still just like sitting up next to the TV. And I was like... I hope they're not just judging me right now. Like, <laughs> what's that? I don't want to. I don't want to have to explain the hookah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I truthfully think there's nothing. There's no shame in it. I just think there's so much stigma. Oh yeah. That I'm all about just kind of putting it out there, and you know. I like how. Uh, and he knows you don't have to worry about uh, the old man. <laughs> well, you guys seem to have a pretty healthy relationship. We're worried about the, dad, the daughter, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister, you know. We're, both, we're both concerned that way. Yeah, I, I would be less worried about being a bad influence on them and more worried about looking like a loser <laughs> to 14 year old girls. They'd be like, That's the worst judgment and scorn you could ever have. Yeah, you don't want to look lame. Yeah, what do you like smoke this and then like get fast food <laughs> <laughs> no 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 don't judge me yeah, no it's it's actually real cool <laughs> you're right <laughs> do you like sublime <laughs> ew uh, no, yeah no yeah well, what, what do you like <laughs> yeah. by now i wonder if sublime's like classic rock to like new kids i always whatever. wonder about that too you still uh, yeah. as long as there are colleges sublime will flourish i think well, yeah, as long as there's... Dave Matthews Band, yeah. Sublime. There are just some bands that... Look at the Beatles. I think they were single-handedly carried by college, not by music talent. Unbelievable. <laughs> we're back on the Beatles <laughs> the again. Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? The Stones. I love the Stones. I think they're, they're... I guess they're not really a college thing, though. I thought the Beatles were before college. They all the way before. <laughs> Man. So we should talk a little bit about dating. Yeah. And seeing as how we're on a dating show here. Yeah. Um, and we should talk about. <clears throat> you fellas getting out of my league. 
<laughs> I thought it was gonna be love them and leave them. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, all things, all things love, really. When you get my age, they're all married, married or not. You know what I mean? Do you? So okay, you've been married three times, right? Twice, so, and might as well been the third time we had a kid together. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but um, same as I wasted about eleven years. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> of course, I've never wasted no time. <laughs> I've been divorced twice and might as well been married three times, but I never had a bad day in my life. That's a great, yeah, that's a... Mm -hmm. Never that's had it. That's Even when I, just everything I've been through still, I looked each day as a good day. What I think of, people like that There's always to be something you can laugh and smile about <laughs> yeah. in a bad situation. Um, yeah, I would say that's... I mean, it's tough to find sometimes, but I've managed to find it. I have a curse of being moody. And looking really pessimistic when I'm in a relationship, <laughs> and it just destroys it. Because she's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, Pff. <laughs> <laughs> acting like a baby. <laughs> like we said earlier, just keep pushing it. Yeah, just take just it down. I'm acting like we're on a, the hell ride now. Yeah, I'm on. at the wheel. <laughs> I guess strap in. That's probably one downfall for me for divorces, because uh, when I found that button, I would push it. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course, and we're humans. Once I push it, you know, it's sort of like a reset button. Once it popped back up, I push it again. Yeah. I mean, just see how long it stay down this time. <laughs> I mean, if we're, that's what lab rats do. But, you know, push the button and walk out of the house. And you yeah. can hear them going down the road still back there. You know, and you wonder how much stuff you're going to have when you get back home. Right. Oh, have you ever had someone break some of your stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of Please I, tell. I would like to. Actually, there's a great story. I don't know yeah. if you know the one I'm talking about, about with you and me. mom. Yep. And I, I would love for you to tell that story on the show. Oh, yeah. we. Uh, this is Roman's mom now. This is great. She was one of those. She would argue and argue, want to argue, and get mad because I would not argue with her. I mean, she would get violent because I wouldn't argue with her. You know? <laughs> I would just turn my head right while I walk out of the house and leave, you know what I mean? And she would get raging mad. So finally one day, it's been a couple of years into it pretty good, you know, and everything, and uh, we got into it, and she started it, and... I'm going to tell you right now, I was smoking my pot. I set my bong down on the table, and I walked out of the door, and she's still raging back there, and all of a sudden, I hear something break in the yard, and I look back, and it's my bong. <laughs> well, ding, ding, you've got my attention now, baby. <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> oh, my God. You've really got my attention on that right there. That's my bong. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's my bong. Yeah. <laughs> and to this day, we still laugh about that because she said, I beat everything I had up, tore everything we had up, you know, tried to get my attention, get me to fight and argue with her. She said, but when that bong hit the yard, she said, it was on. <laughs> <laughs> favorite when, uh, when she tells her one of my favorite parts, and she says, she's sitting there yelling at my dad, he's just laughing at her because she's so bad, and she's yeah. smashing plates. And she's like, why are you laughing? And he's like, Cause I don't know, dude. there's plates on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, you're going your to clean it up, not me. Oh, that just made her way less oh, yeah. to stop. She's one of those more I'd laugh the matter she'd get. You know, just, <laughs> so then, she, that, then she wanted to, to oh man, the yeah. bong. So like, tell me, describe this bong. How tall are we talking? Oh, it wasn't big at all. It's probably 
12, 14 inches. Still, that can run Still, you like yeah. 40 bucks. That wasn't a price or nothing. It's just a sentimental value. <laughs> time we'd put in together. <laughs> you summed it up with, that's my bone. Yeah, yeah. Which is going to be on a t-shirt yeah, yeah. real soon. There when you need that's him and bone. everything. You know what I mean? yeah. He's right there Sentimental, for you. there for you. Yeah. Uh, can I tell a story about Watauga County? Yeah, it's actually bonds? closer to you than your dog almost. You know what I mean? Oh, man. And that's tough right there. Yeah. I spent deal. the night with Trey Pace and Andy Natush and Andy is a listener of this podcast and we've talked about his his store uh, mm-hmm. in Charleston at artisantees.com but uh, he uh, one night I, w- I went over to spend the night with Trey Pace and Andy Natush and we got into the house probably like 1am and we were in the 7th grade we got in at 1am and we had been like out in the woods starting fires and just like uh-huh. fun kid stuff playing guitar and like came in and we Trey was a real good kid even though he did dumb shit and got into trouble, he was such a good-hearted kid. He walked into his mom's room. Mom, we're back. Like one in the morning. <laughs> He's like, oh, I love you, boys. Bong's in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and Trey and Andy go in the kitchen, get out the bong, and we go down to the basement. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Is this what's happening? <laughs> but at that age, and she was like a nurse, is like still a nurse maybe, I think, at the hospital. And I just thought it was so funny how like accepted it was. Yeah. We walk in at like one in the morning in the summer night. She's like, "Oh, I left the bong in the kitchen. Thanks, mom." <laughs> Dude, that reminds me of Henry. I don't know if you remember Henry, but he. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his family was so cool with smoking. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. But there was Henry was telling us one day. He's like, "Oh yeah, we have this thing in my house to where like." the police ever come or anything i claim everything's mine because i'm 15 so like it's not like a big deal it's just that's the prayer that's the price you pay for being able to smoke in the house with your parents and i was Dude, like that's amazing so mature. <laughs> I, I had a buddy's grandma was like that we would leave his house and he'd go we'd go over and tell his parents we're gonna go over and Hang out at his grandma's house for a little while. She was cool with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> grandma was yeah, cool grandma with it. was cool with it, you know? But anyway, let me tell you this now. Before we end today, remind me later on to tell you the grandma joke, okay? I got a couple of good ones. I got a couple of good ones. I'll tell them to you later, okay? But anyway, his grandma was cool with it, you know? I mean, she was just very cool with it. She just, uh, she didn't smoke it or nothing. It's just, she had no problems with it, you know? It's just, yeah, it's yeah. just lit yeah, up. Just cool. Go right ahead. Whatever you feel like you need to do, you know? You, you can do it here without any problems. That's excellent. Well, I guess we're going to uh, take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, more wisdom from uh, the legend, Pudge Presnell. Harrison. Yeah. I just got my paycheck from the LADOT, the Los Angeles Department of Transportation. It's about time, man. Yeah. $1,200. Nice. Love it. Yeah. That's money uh, that is paid for uh, in part by tickets. No, nah, I didn't. Me well, I mean, I guess I assumed it was mostly tickets. Yeah, so. Well, you get ticket commission? Yeah, I mean, I get a little kickback every time I do a ticket. Anyway, enough. I, I'm <laughs> using all my all my paycheck. Uh-huh. I'm just donating it straight Finally. to my favorite podcast I've ever uh, heard. Okay, hang Please on. Please be my girlfriend on Feral Audio. I'm doing it right now on the website. Well, donating. Hey, that's a, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a great, a great podcast. But what about, like, your student loans Look, and your rent? I believe in these guys so much, and they've helped me. 
I've benefited from their dating advice. You need to have a place to live. I'm just saying, like, maybe you should take a look at budgeting. Maybe give, like, something reasonable. You know, I think most people give maybe 10 or $20 or, you know, just some way to help out and show their appreciation for the art that's being created. But Good idea, Harrison. Thank you. I'm just going to give $10. (laughs) (laughs) Like 200 times. Well, so much for the blowjob. <laughs> we are back. And we're back. <laughs> I guess a blowjob was just happening here at Carol Studios. Uh, I was actually enjoying air conditioners. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what we call the old AC here this is the, the old blowjob. The land of excess here at Feral Audio. Kind of remind me of an old girlfriend of mine, yeah. <laughs> You're saying the AC felt as good to you as a blowjob? Oh, yeah. she, she's one of those, if uh, you didn't want to take your socks off, she could blow them off. <laughs> wow. Honey, honey, will you do that trick again? You're getting lazy, David. <laughs> yeah, really. I just don't your shoes. take my socks off. <laughs> I like when you do that. <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess, uh, yeah, talking about some dating issues and stuff, we figure you might have some wisdom to uh, impart. Uh, don't turn any of them down, but the other ones, and just turn them face down. <laughs> oh. That way, that's what goes to that saying, I leave no stone unturned. <laughs> It's taken us over 11 hours, 11 episodes of recorded podcast material to get to this. To just, I mean, that's that's really what we've been trying to say from day one. You, you managed to do it in four seconds. I think that's just really the theme there. Um, man, I I was going to tell a story. I forgot. I forgot what it was, though. Guys, I had a story planned for today. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Losing a story is one of the worst. For me, personally, that's like, you know, when I first started uh, uh, smoking weed, I would get so frustrated. And people were like, I don't understand. Like, Roman's the only person I know that gets, like, a little ill and irritable. It's because I was such a storyteller, and I would lose my train of thought, and I would start to get frustrated because I couldn't finish my story. And I wanted to, and I didn't know where I was going. I'd get more and more like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was getting mad because I wanted to, like, have attention and tell these stories. And like I just couldn't get them out. And, like, That's it hilarious. It took me a while to adjust and sort of mellow out from that, from the hey, storytelling. I sort of believe in the theory of when, uh, I don't like to stage any of them. If it just rolls out, it rolls out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time, timing's everything. That's the, the truth right there. Yeah. And if it comes out natural, it just sounds a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. I agree. You can't shoehorn in a good story, man. That's just all no, there is to it. It's got to come organically. It's too manufactured oh, right totally. there. I've, There's nothing worse than a guy that's got a great story. Well, you know, I, I teach one of the classes I teach is 101 at, UC, mm-hmm. at UCB, and they tell stories to get their ideas out, but they're not supposed to plan them, the students. Right. Sometimes they'll plan one, and you can totally tell. They'll be like, can I get a suggestion? Okay, you, sir, in the green, can you give me a suggestion? Any word at all? <laughs> Uh, celery. Celery is a vegetable on Earth. And oh, this is a story that happened on Earth. Okay. Me and. 
<laughs> my girlfriends were getting ready to go to Vegas, and we were looking hot. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh no, you were so planning this story. <laughs> yeah, weakest connection ever. Yeah. That is totally unbelievable. That is just so shitty. Yeah, but it's it doesn't feel organic. If you're yeah. inspired. It's, it's and cool. I've done that before too, man. Like I've oh, been. Yeah. It's almost always getting back to, like, maybe there's, like, a girl I'm interested in. I'm like, oh, I need to kind of throw some charm out right here. Try to tell a story. And you shoehorn in a story that doesn't belong there, man. You'll just go down in flames. That's when you wish about halfway through it he was saying that over the radio because then you could just reach over and turn him off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Drop him be done, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's definitely, oh, man. I've always hated a guy's like, have I got a story for you? He's like a dude named Chuck. He's wearing like a skinny tie and has like a weird like comb over wave and a mug of coffee. That's how I imagine him like this. And he's hoping that the way he works things, he can get anything he wants from the women. You know what I mean? You want anything you want from the women, son, reach up there and part your hair with your tongue. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Or lick your eyebrows. Either one will work. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) If you can do that, that's a great move, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I can't quite part my hair, but I can lick my eyebrows pretty good. It seems to work in a lot of convenience stores, too. <laughs> Get free gas. <laughs> so is there a... You had a... Uh, hey, I had an issue last night, speaking of convenience stores, uh-oh. across from the motel. Yeah. I mean, I hated to, but I had to step in and take the reins, as you speak. Walked across the street to the gas station. You know, little Chinese guy, he's in there working, and uh, he's having some trouble out these two girls that come in there, you know. And well, as, I, as I was crossing the street, I saw him pull out the little car wash thing. One of those gas stations has the car wash. It comes with so much gas or something like that, right. you know, and the brushes and all that. She pulls the car up and parks it in front of the building there. She gets out. I couldn't tell if it was a mom or a girlfriend or her sister that got out with her. Could have been all three, you know what I mean? He might have been from Virginia or Tennessee. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I got some good ones on that later, shit. <laughs> See, they just roll in. Just, I don't know where to come from, they just roll in, you know? It's, sometimes it gets a little crowded up in here, but we always have a good time. <laughs> anyway, back to the station. <laughs> the girls walk in in front of me, and I walk in there and. Uh, she starts in on a little guy, and it's all about her car didn't get washed properly. The brushes were going across the top of the car, did not get the car completely clean as she wanted. And she's standing there going on about it, you know, and I go get what I need, and I come back up here, and I'm in line, and uh, she's still going on about it, and she says, uh, she wants the manager's phone number, and he said, well, I can't, I'll give you the number. He gives her the number to the store there, you know. Well, the manager, he wasn't going to be back in until the next morning, he tells her that, and she's like, well... I'll call, I'll call. I can't call back in the morning because I'll be at work. She said, uh, "How I need to talk to him. Will you write on a piece of paper and all this other stuff?" And kept going on, going. And I'd say at least ten minutes have passed. There's two more people in line behind me. I finally sort of squeezed in between them and said, "Excuse me, ladies. This is a convenience store. Your car didn't get washed properly. I suggest you take it somewhere else and wash it your damn self." <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen tonight. You forget that. I mean, it's over. It's not going to happen tonight. Ah, you're just like, the truth. You know? I need to hear yeah. this. And she looks at me, asshole. And yeah, I am, ma'am. I'm sorry, but I am. Because right? it's a convenience store, and I'm ready to use my convenience. Yeah. I've got to go on out. I want to go on out here. You know? I want to get home. And uh, as she's going out the door, asshole. He didn't work here. 
<laughs> and the little Chinese dude, and I get crazy. He's, he's thinking just like crazy, and just I couldn't understand what he was saying, but he was tickled to death with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> like, he, he tries it next time. And the people like, behind me, you know, the guy tonight. behind me, he's like, you know, he said, "I'm all for you." So I was backing you all the way. Yeah, I was, yeah. Man, we've <laughs> talked about that you're before. Behind me, you know? Situations where you're in public, you stand up for yourself, and you imagine, or you really mm-hmm. get the support of strangers who strangers, are like, stand you're up. like their Spartacus. Yeah, like, yeah. you're the hero. This girl's an idiot, though. She wanted him to leave his position but behind the cash register and walk out there and look at her car yeah, to see that it didn't get washed. Who gives a shit? Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think she's part of the plot. She's she, part of the yeah. heist plot. Come talk to the manager. He's not going to give a shit. She, she's just doing that to get the, you know, the, the real bad guys come in and then rob the store when, she's, when he gets she out there. She used a gas station car wash and was complaining about the efficiency. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's absurd. That's like people are like, you know what? I just think the sushi at Ralph's just really doesn't stand up <laughs> to the sushi I can get at some yeah. other restaurants. Oh, oh, it's sort of like that little thing you know, where you're the self-pump, you pump the gas and all that stuff, yeah, and you prepay and it cuts you off one cent early. Well, who gives a shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you don't go in there and argue about a damn penny, you know what I mean? <laughs> you wasted a dime's worth of my time, you know, listen to that. <laughs> Over a damn penny, it always yeah. gets, it's a principle, man. People get hung up on it. Yeah, and then I had this one dude I work with, I was telling him about it, and he's like, you know, he said, I'd say something about that penny. He said, because you figure if they're sitting there and they do a penny to everybody that comes in there, I said, yeah, think about it. If they do a penny, everybody comes in there in their shift. If 500 people come in there, wow, they've made $5. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? You've really impressed me with your idea. You yeah, know what I mean? The <laughs> 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 I don't know who's more stupid. Who'd be more stupid, him over the $5 or the one that does the penny thing, yeah? You'd have to have like 200 gas pumps at your yeah. gas oh, yeah. station. Make, start making money. I don't know. I guess I guess that's the <laughs> Vegas philosophy. Yeah. Put all the slot machines at like 49%. And pe- roll it. And just roll it. <laughs> Milk it. Bad Vegas is a... There's a, another thing that's interesting about uh, Los Angeles as compared to the rest of the country is that Las Vegas is not like a big deal for people as much here because it's just like a four-hour drive and what's crazy is all these kids because i work at chipotle and you know it's all these like teenagers who are like i got a job fuck you mom i'm out on my own and uh when they turn 21 they just go to vegas it's like a thing like oh it's my 21st let's go to vegas for me it was like vegas was like two thousand miles away like it was like a huge road trip <laughs> sort of and like, like a, a back home we go to cherokee now you know what I mean? <laughs> The Indians That's have exactly a little uh, one arm bandit show. They do. Yeah. But it's <laughs> Speaking like, of that, I got a good one for that when you oh, get done there. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just about to say, like, it's just so interesting to me that Vegas is just not like a huge deal, really, to people out here. It's like a place, oh, yeah, I go to Vegas for the weekend, this and that, after living so many years of like, it's like this destination, legendary Ocean's Eleven, like all this, you know, it's Vegas, it's wild. And people are just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, anyway, back to the Vegas part there. You know, North Carolina, we don't have gambling, no kind. But we have the Cherokee Indian Reservation, mm-hmm. which is about a two-hour drive. They have the one-armed bandits, and they have a casino set up there, you know, for that. Well, <clears throat> this lady that rents an apartment above the store that I run, she went there. While she was there, she hit big, won big money, went out to the parking lot, got beat up, got robbed, got her leg broke, got her car Damn. stolen. <laughs> All this happened to her now. Wow. <clears throat> was in the hospital out there for two or three days. Finally got to come back home. Comes home, 
And the mail always comes into the store, and I distribute it to everybody. You know? Well, yeah. her mail comes in. Well, and behold, she has something there from the casino, a $500 gift voucher. <laughs> Come see us for $100. We'll cash that in and give you a $500 spending allowance at the casino yeah. she's like really i'm really going to set up for that again <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. 500 didn't even cover medical expenses sorry about know? that ass kicking but come yeah. on back yeah, come on back don't strike twice here at cherokee <laughs> no. casino <laughs> where you can win big twice in a row but only one major tragedy man were they goons were they goons hired by the casino or were I don't they know. just like it makes you wonder though you know oh sure because she won big she said she won big and had several thousand dollars she'd won. Oh. And she thinks it might have been because once she won big, she's ready to go. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't going to put it back into the business. You know what I mean? Oh, Try yeah. Well, that's And what like you said, yeah, it makes you wonder. It yeah. really does. Well, you had uh, you said you had some uh, grandma joke. Yeah, I got a couple grandma jokes. You know? It's for all the grandmas out there, too, you know? <laughs> God bless every one of them. They're a major demographic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I miss mine. Yeah, I had one grandma that was real... Uh, Meant a whole lot to me. Yeah, she taught me how to fish and all this other stuff, you know. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> let's see. This. We're going to go with the short one the first, the long one first. One's a little longer than We'll go with it first. All right. This is sort of based on little Johnny jokes, I guess. But uh, little boy, he's walking down the hall one day toward his bedroom. Heard this noise, screaming and yelling going on in mom and dad's bedroom. So uh, he opened the door and he looked in, you know, and there's dad on top of mom just throwing it to her. You know, mom's a holler and everything. Dad looks back and sees him looking in the door, and he says, Son, he said, shut that door and go to your room. So he shut the door and left, and uh, he uh, got on. He finished with Mom, you know, and they got done. They, uh, Mom looks at Dad and says, Honey, you may want to go talk to your son. You, know, you might have disturbed him a little bit right there at that, you know. So uh, <laughs> Grandma was living with him at the time. So uh, he heads down the hall to his boy's bedroom, goes past Grandma's room, and he hears a bunch of screaming going on in there, and he opens the door and looks in there. And there's his little boy throwing it to Grandma, and he looks back at him and says, Hey, you like this, you son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> <Did you know? laughs> Incestual. That, that makes me want to think, since I told that joke, I've known this joke for years, since I heard this, that new saying that's out now, How you like me now? Yeah. Would have been perfect for that. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at him and said, How you like me now? <laughs> but anyway, uh, here's a little quick one right here for Grandma. Uh, what do you call that patch of hair between Grandma's titties? That's her pussy. <laughs> That's a visual. You know what I mean? You got to visualize that. Unfortunately, we all have that. There's no, there's no one hearing that. Oh, man. You stuck with that one. Would you hear it? Somebody, some... When one of our listeners thinks that people from North Carolina have pussies in their rib cage. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, what? what? I don't get it. Yeah. Todd, <laughs> Todd, will you listen to this podcast for a second? I don't get this. These guys tell yeah, jokes. Yeah, let me see it. Let me listen. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I get it. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Go spend a day at the water park with Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You might have one of those Kodak moments. You may do it. I don't know. Before we go, is there any parting words of wisdom 
that you want to impart on to Roman or, or me or both of us or the world or guys in general? Uh, that's a tough one right there now because there's a lot I got to say about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's say. There's a lot we'll of stories you can cover, you know what I mean? Uh, as far as life in general, just live it, you know what I mean? Don't Like I said before, don't turn it down. Might be something you wish you'd done later, you know what I mean? But keep it clean. You know, no bodily harm to nobody. No stealing. Thieving, I hate a thief. Yeah. Thieving's no good. Man, no. All this stuff comes back on you. We live in that great big circle. I like that. And I'm a firm, firm believer in the circle, you know. Anything you do, it will come back to you. So you do good. You can still live and kick it and have a good time, you know. You can kick dirt in her eyes all you want to, you know what I mean? Just don't kick a rock in her eye. <laughs> <laughs> you'll put an eye out that way. We all live in like, the circle. Yeah, you'll be like the little boy with the BB gun, you know. Put your eye out. <laughs> oh, yeah, Christmas story. But, yeah, you know, I'm a firm believer in the circle, you know. Just, you, can still, you can still keep it good and still have a good time, you know, big time. Yeah, I would say so. I'm here to tell you, I know you can. I'm, I'll turn 50 in September, and there's not a day I regret of it. And as far as feeling 50, I don't feel 50 a bit. Everybody says, oh, 50's going to hurt you. You know, you'll really take a toll on that one. So, man, I took a toll back when I was in my 20s, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was hurting me, and I was feeling it, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. Oh, man. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm just living it good now, you know, just gliding through it and having a good time. So... Well, you heard it, guys. Yeah, the circle. Firm Respect player. the circle. Yeah, I don't think there's much better advice to get than that right there. Well, Dad, thanks well, for I've coming I've enjoyed out. being out here and uh, glad to meet everybody out here and uh, look forward to meeting everybody I can anytime while I'm out here. So, yeah, we'll this love that. Great group of guys sure. sitting here with right now, doing a good job. And I look forward to having a good future. Thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> well, Pudge. Dad, thanks for coming out, man. It's been a pleasure. We're glad you came out and uh, we're on the show. I really uh, think I speak for all of us when thank you for that wisdom. That's great. Glad to be here. Enjoy it. Federalaudio.com is an artist-friendly podcast collective. Hosted by castmates.fm. Host your own podcast at castmates.fm today. All of our artists reserve the rights to their materials. Your donations directly support your favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Please Be My Girlfriend features the music of David Harris. Visit fairlawyer.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This outro features the music of the fancy. We are the fancy.net. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.